Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Your hosts are Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Gisela. Well, hello there. This is Gisela Gonzalez, today's solo. Ken Roshan is in Bermuda on a speaking engagement for social media marketing and creating viral campaigns. He is very excited to be back next week. So what are you going to hear now? It's a, it's a previously recorded interview between Ken Rashan and Wendy Lipton Dibner. Uh, she's a, uh, it's, it's, it's direct from Las Vegas and uh, CEO space. I hope you guys can enjoy. Um, I'm a little um, you know, intrigued by everything this woman is doing. She's, she's amazing. And uh, her book... It's focused on impact, and she's now in a USA tour. Enjoy! Hello, we are live in Las Vegas, and I am here with Wendy Lipton-Dibner, who is a world's leading authority on business development through impact strategy. Wendy is internationally recognized for unparalleled ability to help clients maximize and capitalize on their unique impact they bring to people's lives through one-of-a-kind marketing products and services. Wendy serves as a trusted advisor to doctors, executives, startups, and entrepreneurs, and top influences around the globe. She is the author of the new business accelerator book, Focus on Impact, the 10-step map to reach millions, make millions, and love your life along the way. Welcome, Wendy, to the show, Amplified. Awesome, Ken. Happy to be here with you. So I have a very serious question for you. Are you ready to be Amplified? I am so ready to be Amplified. (laughs) So I wanted to first acknowledge you and say I wouldn't actually know about the national game if it wasn't for you, because Roberto, he was the one who connected us, and we had a conversation on the phone, and I don't know about you, but I didn't know what hit me uh, when I had the conversation with you. I was like, who is this woman? So uh, I looked you up and I saw that I could help you in a social media context, but that you were just blowing up the world. And you invited me out to your event in LA and I left my little DMV backyard neighborhood that I was uh, really taking by storm, but I wasn't having any influence or impact in the, in the national game. So I came out to your uh, event blown away by several things. First of all, the caliber of people you attracted, the content that you delivered, and the integrity with which you promise that the delivery will or will not happen based on the actions people take. So just to get started, um, what actually drove you to get into the, this type of event and this type of content? So meeting you at that event, I just have to say, was amazing because I've been doing live events for 30 years. But when you walked in that room with what you bring to the table with the Umbrella Syndicate and with everything you guys do, it completely shifted the event. So part of what you saw was because you were there. <laughs> So I need you to know that. It was really, that's why I keep bringing you to all my events. Because when you guys are there, there is an, uh, an electric community that occurs that doesn't occur in a normal event, no matter how great the producer or promoter may be. Excellent. 
So thank you for that acknowledgement. Absolutely. So we are we are the dynamic dynamic duo. Of we are us. actually we're like each best each other's best fans. So to answer your original question though, uh, movie production was originally created in response to a question. I had been doing what I did with helping businesses all around the globe, and some of these business owners had reached a point in their life where they were starting to say, "Wendy, I want to do what you do. I want to speak. I want to consult. I want to have best-selling books. I want to make an impact in the world." Will you teach me how you did it? So Movie Production was originally designed to be a one-time event that I was going to record for an online course and then go back to serving my clients. But the impact that was made in that room when people realized there's a different way to get your message out into the world that focuses on impact instead of on income, that in fact increases revenues exponentially in record time because you focus on impact. So when they discovered how to do that, suddenly a brand was born. And we haven't stopped since. We've been going more into our seventh or eighth event now, I think. Excellent. And I have seen firsthand how much I've been impacted by attending these seminars. So right. it's been, I guess, a little bit twofold, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to acknowledge CEO Space because, first of all, we're at CEO Space Forum, and we're having this interview here at their... Uh, amazing transformational forum where all these leaders are together they're sharing information they're collaborating and I have to give props to them because we connected for the second time at CEO Space we did and then the third and the fourth and what happened was our friendship as well as our ability to help each other was fostered through this forum. Very much so. So Bernie's insight in creating CEO Space really allowed uh, a vacation spot for mindset and and for um, brainstorming and for creating masterminds. So uh, I just wanted to not only acknowledge Bernie and CEO space, but they have been great partners for both of us. They have in so many ways. You know, the the new book, Focus on Impact, would not exist if it weren't for CEO space. Because when Bernie first contacted me to ask me if I would come serve on faculty here, the one of the things he asked of me is that I come and teach something I have never taught. And and can you know, I mean, I've been speaking on platforms for 30 years. I only got so much stuff, you know? Um, so he really challenged me in a beautiful way and so I'm a social researcher by training and so I came early to one of their forums where I was not teaching and I did a research study for seven days and I asked these people what do you need what do you want what's missing and then the next forum because remember CEO Space meets five times a year right Right. so the next forum where they had new executives come in but also existing members who came back were all in the room for me to now teach what they had asked for and when I gave it to them it was so electric and everybody's taking all these notes and it's going crazy and they said oh my gosh nobody's ever taught us this before and of course they hadn't it was my proprietary stuff it was just I can't even tell you you know you know I turned 58 this year and so for me it was legacy time and CEO space gave me the opportunity to be able to build that legacy right here in a safe environment where I knew that the entrepreneurs I was serving were ready to now go out and move people to action and change the world. So it was very exciting giving them this business model. And when I did, they said to me, you've got to get this out. And so the next thing I knew, I called my publisher. We stopped halfway through a book I was already writing. And I said, let's do this. And so Focus on Impact would not exist today if it weren't for Bernie Dorman's challenge and for the CEO space community. And I noticed in the uh, book you actually acknowledge Bernie Absolutely. as well as the CEO space community for being a, a very integral part of that book coming together. Absolutely. And they were a partner in 
I guess, the, the, the idea that they were a partner in actually facilitating us male work together. That's right. And uh, I'm just blown away because it's a full circle conversation. So you go there, you investigate, then you're challenged. The challenge creates a book, and the next thing we know, we're full circle. And I didn't have a radio show when I first met you. That's right. So uh, two weeks ago, uh, when you told, told me about the book, I was like, this is just an excellent opportunity to get this content on the radio. Right. So I know Voice America uh, and their audience is going to benefit also from you. So when is your next event? Uh, the next live event is actually part of this tour that I'm doing. Okay. So I'm doing a nationwide Focus on Impact Celebration tour where I'm traveling around the country, right, spotlighting the difference makers and the impact-driven entrepreneurs who are making a measurable impact in the world with their marketing products and services. So CEO Space is actually one of my tour stops right now because I'm here to honor Bernie Dorman in September for the incredible impact that they're making, not only on the entrepreneurs who come here, but also on all the lives that those people are now going to go out and touch as a result of the CEO Space experience. And then after this, we go to Dayton and Denver and Connecticut and to Baltimore and Washington, D.C. and North Virginia, and then out to Portland and then down to Orlando. So we're having a good time. We have another Baltimore spot? We do. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and you're there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I was uh, one of the recipients of the uh, Impact Award or Certificate. That's and, right. And it meant a lot. I noticed each person that comes up there, you really resonate with them as to what they're impacting in the world. So it's not just an empty award or acknowledgement. And it's also not uh, just a gimmicky, let me see how many people I can get to the event by giving awards. And Forbes is a partner of yours, which really holds you to the integrity of what the the book is, what the mission is, and the people that are making an impact, why they're receiving it. Yeah. And I love the fact that um, people are coming to your event, and if you didn't understand the impact they made, it didn't mean they didn't make an impact. You were just saying, I don't know what it is that you're doing. Please communicate with that, what that is, so I can investigate it and make sure you've been vetted properly. And uh, every single person that you gave an award to, I was yearning to know them more. I wanted to meet them. That's so cool. And so I actually, I got the pictures of them, but I tried to follow up afterwards, and several of them we're already talking to. So these are the kind of people anyone would want to have over their house for dinner, uh, that anyone would want to work with, that anyone would want to learn from. That's right. And what's cool about this is, so when Forbes started following this, and they called Focus on Impact the secret to success in business, and we said, okay, I'm going to go around and I'm going to find where are the companies that are making the difference. Um, But because my background is in social research, I'm not just going to hand out a silly award. I need to know that you're making a measurable impact, and you are through the Umbrella Syndicate. My gosh, if you look at how many lives you've touched by going to these events and making sure that people know what's happening there, it's enormous. It's enormous, and plus you have a heart for nonprofit, and so that also is exponential. I mean, the classic ripple effect of what you do. You deserved that Focus on Impact Certificate of Achievement in so many ways that we can show the metrics on. And so for me, as much as I would love to say everybody is making the difference they want to make, if I thought they were true, I wouldn't have written the book. True. And uh, just to give a couple of shout-outs to some of the people that touched your heart with regard to impact, Yes. do you want to just name a couple of names and then say Absolutely. what you identified as their impact? Because when, when you either told the story or they got the opportunity to tell the story, it was moving. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the people that, I mean, there were several. One of the ones that really stands out for me is Devin Thorpe of Forbes. So Devin and I met through Cheryl Snap Connor, who is on faculty here at CEO Space. One of the things that happens at CEO Space is you meet, make the connections, you make the people come to you. But so Cheryl introduced me to Devin Thorpe, who is a top influencer at Forbes. Devin and I had a conversation that was an all-out brawl. 
we had such an argument about what is impact. And Devin said, I don't even understand what you're talking about, about impact in business. Impact is only about nonprofit organizations. The only way a business can have impact is by writing a check to a nonprofit and having a foundation. It was such an argument. It was so much fun. And at the end of the conversation, he realized that there's a whole world of business that is making a difference in the world and just needs to do it bigger and better. And because my research had shown that the more differences, the more businesses focus on impact in their marketing products and services, the more money they make, now businesses started to listen. So when Devin realized this, he then put it out into the world in such a big way. So through his column, he makes an impact every single day on the nonprofits that are out there and on the difference makers. When he wrote the article about Focus on Impact, he got 10 times more views than any other article he'd ever written. So he is a difference maker and people are listening to him and he is making that impact. And so that's why he got that award. Got it. It's really good news and a relief, isn't it, that the rule is that the more you impact the world, the more money follows you? You know, it's, <laughs> it's more than a relief. It's, you know, the impact is the new global currency. Right. We're all looking to make a difference. The question is, no one had defined how do you do that in business until I put the book out, so now everybody's excited. And, and that's actually the proportional success every organization has, the more impact they have, right. the more they're almost ensuring their security or their ability to be abundant. Exactly, exactly. And so another winner now is going to be CEO Space International. So they don't know this yet. We'll keep it a secret. We won't hear this till next week. There you go. So, but on Friday the 16th, right here in Henderson, um, we will be giving the Focus on Impact Certificate of Achievement Award to CEO Space International for the massively measurable impact they've made on the lives of thousands of entrepreneurs and through the ripple effect through all the people those entrepreneurs have touched. Well, you're going to be on our program again, as you know. Yes. And you're also going to be doing an event in Baltimore with the Umbrella Syndicate. Uh, Gisela and I are going to be helping promote, produce, and partner with you. But uh, to keep this centric towards our, our house right now, which yes. is CO Space, I would like to ask you mentors that you've met here that impacted you. You know, funny thing, I think the people who have impacted me the most at CEO Space have been the attendees. Okay. Um, they come, one of the things that happens at CEO Space, as you well know, is that as faculty, we get to sit at these meal tables. And every day, three times a day, we get to meet five entrepreneurs who have questions about how to grow their businesses. I have learned more. <coughs> And listening to the questions they ask, in learning how they need me to think so I can better serve them, there is such a joy. There's an activity that they do here called SNAP, where all of the um, attendees get to run around the room in a structured activity and network and make great connections. And I'm watching extraordinary things happen. And every single person who comes into my SNAP circle and does their SNAP and is someone that I've mentored, and I watch them do it. They take action immediately. They are doers. And the lessons that I've learned in watching them be open to learning 
at every age. I mean, if you think, Ken, we've got a four-year-old child who's snapping and an 85-year-old woman who's growing cannabis somewhere. It's an extraordinary group. Since my audience may not know what a snap is, would you like to explain just briefly? Sure, absolutely. So snap is a procedure that was originally designed by Bernie Dorman and Bob Proctor as a way of creating fast-paced networking where you walk away with everything you need for your business in that room. It's extraordinary. I agree, and uh, it's the more concise it is, that actually makes it very simple to deliver. So I was told when I first came to CO Space, make sure you bring lots of problems because you'll probably get a problem solved about every meal time. Every time. <laughs> and the, I think the faculty, I think what we spend the most time doing is helping our entrepreneurs get more clarity about what to ask for. We're used to being alone in our business. You come to CEO Space, you're not alone anymore, but you're not used to asking for what you want or knowing that you can trust the people who give it to you. And what's really cool about CEO Space is you can trust everybody here. Right. So it's a very, at the risk of sounding woo-woo, it's a safe place because everybody's been vetted. We've all, as faculty, we've all paid to be vetted. Right. We are all certified that we can be trusted, that we do what we say we're going to do, and then the entrepreneurs can come in safely, just get vulnerable and tell us, you know, here's where I'm really stuck, mm-hmm. and here's what I don't know, and here's what I'm <coughs> embarrassed and I don't want anybody to know about, and we help them. I guess to wrap up our little interview is I'd like to ask you uh, just some gold nuggets you could embark on the audience, whether they're from CEO Space, which I'd prefer, but just some books you've read, um, some quotes you may have heard, just things that have been the thing that made you either inspired or make help you get through an obstacle. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, quick thinking. So let me stay with CEO Space. Um, one of the people who has inspired me here is a man named Jason Webb, who you know well. He is an attorney, an intellectual property attorney, who, who I have turned all of my business over to. Intellectual property is what we're all about in our business. And when I met Jason, he taught me something very special. He taught me that law is about... Um, knowing how to protect what is most sacred to you. And it took all of the fear of lawyers away from me. And I mean, I trust this man. He was one of the recipients, actually, of the Focus on Impact Award because he has helped. I send all my clients to him now. I learned from Cheryl Snap Connor about the power, the real power, of using PR effectively where normally I just do it all by myself. I learned a lot from September Dorman who has stepped into role of CEO in this environment, who knows how to look at what is happening, who knows how to take a mistake and turn it into a win, who is always open to listening to the people. There, there are mentors everywhere you turn in CEO space. Any uh, particular books I've, I've heard about Focus on Impact? Is there a couple other books? Yeah, I'm really recommending Focus on Impact right now <laughs> in a so, real big way. So uh, I know it's going to be a, a national bestseller again, and, and you've been the recipient of that award many times, but what other books should people think about since you're a, a big advocate for reading? Them? I am a big advocate, and I'm going to give another one of mine, which is Shatter Your Speed Limits. One of the biggest challenges that we see in the entrepreneurial space is that every entrepreneur has a personal barrier. And so so when I wrote Shadow Your Speed Limits, it was about helping them save $20,000 in psychotherapy. So that's a big one for me. And uh, just as a wrap-up, uh, I was thinking you'd say something about Disney or... 
Um, yeah. So in January, um, the next movie production live event is in Orlando, January 21 to 24, and then the bonus day on the 25th, we all go to Disney, and I show you the secret stealth ways that Disney is moving people to action. So that's at movepeopleaction.com. Who's your favorite character? Oh my gosh, it's so Donald. All right, now let's talk about this. Because the big one is the mouse. And with all respect to the mouse, it, Donald is the true talent. And the mouse would be nothing without Donald. The mouse I mean, would be nothing without Donald. I just really need to stick up for the underduck. I got you. And how can people reach you? At Wendy at focusonimpact.com. Okay, well, thank you very much for being on our live broadcast in Las Vegas at CO Space Forum 1015. Awesome. Have a great day. That was Ken Roshan and Wendy Lipton-Dipner. Thank you for listening. What you're going to hear next is a previous recording between Ken Roshan and Scott Furrow from Las Vegas CEO Space. Enjoy. All right, this is Ken Roshan with Amplified Radio live in Las Vegas, and we're here with Scott Farrell with one T. Do not spell his name with two T's. I made the mistake of that, and I have a hurting jaw. <laughs> Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'll tell you, this is exciting because we met each other at CEO Space, and I didn't know that you were Mr. Rockstar Radio Show host, and you could t teach me a thing or two about actually hosting radio. I've, I've had three shows, but you've been doing this for a lifetime, right? I have. It's going on about eight years, and it's funny because I started in the local, local of local closet with a microphone in Atlanta, and I grew it to a nationally syndicated radio show, and, and radio's been very good to me, as CEO Space has, and it's with CEO Space, you have an opportunity to meet professionals who are great in what they do, and then you see how you can take your skill with their skill and make the world a better place. Awesome. And so how did you find out about CEO Space? A guy named Dave Phillips and accosted me. I was shooting a... The photobomber? He was the photobomber. I was shooting a commercial in Las Vegas. And I look up and a guy named Bernie Dorman and Dave, uh, Dave Phillips had showed up at my shoot. And he walks over to me and goes, uh, you're coming to the next CEO Space. First of all, I said, dude, who are you? <laughs> and who's that dude with you? <laughs> and you're both crazy. I was here uh, three weeks later. <laughs> and, and when was that? What CEO space was that? 12-12. I think so. Okay. So uh, I just did my first CEO space last March, and I had seen you probably out of the last nine, I've seen you probably half of them. Right. And you're always this mysterious like guest stealth mode, and people knew you but we didn't really get a chance to talk until this last time. And it really goes to show the value of going to CEO Space over and over and over again, because if I had only gone one time or you'd only gone one time, you don't make that connection and you don't go deep in the level of trust and, and uh, creating conversations that lead to a lot of abundance. And a lot of people, whether it's CEO Space or something else, when they go one and done, they're missing, like, that's just the first date, you know? So I was uh, intrigued that not only have you been doing radio for eight years, but you've met some really interesting people. I, I'd love to hear some of the people you've met. It's funny because I meet all these people in life, and I'll, and I'll go to a mastermind group, or I'll go to an event, or I was picked a few years ago as being one of America's top behavior experts. And the people on the panel with me were a who's who of, of fame. And one of my favorite, and, and who's a buddy of mine now, is a guy named Thomas Baylor. Well, you don't know his name, but you do know who he produced. A guy named Michael Jackson. Uh, she's out of my life. 
Tommy wrote that song after sheer heartbreak, and he wrote it on the highway between Las Vegas and L.A. He was riding home. He pulls over and scribbles the lyrics down. But you might know the monkeys. Gary Puckett and Union Gap. Uh, that's Tommy. Really? Uh, Julie, Do You Love Me? All these songs that were in him. And then you've got We Are the World. He and Quincy Jones, who were best friends at USC as, as kids, ended up making some of the best music that America's ever heard. And I have Tommy come on and talk about it, but we talk about why he made the music. And the interesting story behind the story is, when I interview a celebrity, I don't want to talk about what they do per se. I want to talk about why they did it. With Tommy, it was his dad. As a child, his father always told him, Tommy, it's what's in your heart. Pursue it. His dad was a professional musician. And he told him at all times, always pursue what's there. Pursue the song. I think we got some pretty good songs out of that because uh, Tommy did that. If you're a WKRP fan, that's Tommy Baylor. Really? Yeah. His, uh, his brother did Love Boat. Love American Style. I mean, on and on. It's the Baylor boys. Okay. Uh, and it's just miraculous things that they did. Um, and it's cool to be able to watch the story unfold. And you know, the great thing about radio is you get to almost bring it live. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're both old enough to remember not having TV and, and having to rely on the sportscaster to paint the picture. And, and the great thing about radio is you can really paint the feeling of the moment. And how did you meet him? We were in a mastermind group together. And, and uh, how did you get that invitation? Uh, we both knew someone who had launched several famous people, and we were that second tier. And uh, because of my career, I'm known as America's behavior expert. So I get asked to be on a lot of panels, and they invite me to mastermind groups. And it was here in Las Vegas, and I was in Tommy's group. And it was seven days of some of the most fun I've ever had. And Tommy's 72 now. He might as well be 12. And we were staying at a place with a water slide. Who's the first person down the water slide? Tommy. Come on, you pansies. You got to go down, too. I'm like, I, I couldn't say I was too old because Tommy's 72. <laughs> right? I'm only 50. <laughs> but it, it's, the, it's the energy. It's the great thing about what he's done is throughout his whole life. He got to do what he wanted to do. He did it on his terms, and he did it from the heart. And he shares that with other people. That's really cool. So what is your why? My why? Well, uh... I, it comes down to, to basically something like that. It's had a life-changing experience. It's, it's funny because my goal in life as a teenager was to murder mayhem, a couple of laughs. I wanted to be in a church of Satan, and I wanted to destroy and hurt as many people as I could. That's, That's a true story. Wow. Uh, I've got a buddy that's in jail for murder, um, and I wanted to be a hell's angel. I didn't want any rules, and I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to on my terms. Uh, then I literally had a come to Jesus meeting <laughs> and it saved my life and what caused that uh, I had a guy who'd been trying to get me to go to church my philosophy was you burn down every church because they're pointless after a year I looked at him and said um, if I promise to go to church with you you promise to me that you'll never miss, mention God this Jesus dude and all this religious crap promise me he said okay that day I got saved. I gave my life to Christ, and it actually saved my life. What I planned on was killing myself the next week, and uh, he saved me from that. That's uh, unbelievable. So it was the right time, right person. It was. Uh, we're still buddies to this day. That was uh, 27 years ago. So uh, your prior philosophy of murder mayhem uh, wasn't actually creating abundance for you, so to speak. 
Uh, no, uh, I think we always talk about the '80s. Oh man, we had so much fun. Now I can look back and still say I had a lot of fun, but it was destroying my life so rapidly. My my life had spun completely out of control. You know, I'm hooked on whatever substance of the week. Uh, I've still got some damage in my internal organs from all the alcohol I consumed. I always tell people, I was a cross between Metallica and Motley Crue with none of the money. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the next step after that, after you were saved? That was a funny thing. I, I got Christ. I got some great mentorship. And I ended up changing my life. I went back to college. Uh, I was a three-time offender Mensa candidate from high school. I'd actually been thrown out. And great man who threw me out. To this day, I still love my principal. What was, who was the mentor that you were just mentioning? Uh, several. Uh, Dr. Robert Goode's the one who led me to Christ and taught me that Christianity wasn't for pansies. And uh, he taught me that it, it gave me a purpose, a reason to get up every day, a reason to go on and do great things for people instead of what I was doing. And I ended up getting a behavior degree and special ed, and my specialty was severe and profound uh, disabilities. And I did that for so many years in autism. But I, by happenstance, ended up being a, um, a business consultant. What I noticed was a behavior pattern. My kids' families owned businesses, and there was chaos in their lives and their business. And so one day I had a family come in about 20-some-odd years ago and go, if you can do this with our child, could you do this in our company? I don't know. Uh, I've never done it before. You want me to come over? And, and that was about 23 years ago. And so I lived in both worlds as long as I could. And I was doing radio on top of it, and I'd done TV. And finally I said, I think I'm going to try the business thing full-time instead, uh, instead of academia. And it's, it's gone pretty well for me so far. And at CEO Space, what it was uh, the pro- you know a lot of people that come to CEO Space are trying to solve a problem or they have a dream and they think that CEO Space can help them make that dream a reality. So what was your dream coming to CEO Space? Yeah, it's funny. It's like kindergarten cop. Who's your daddy? What does he do? I, I called Bernie Dorman and Bernie was on the phone with me for three and a half hours. I never talked to anybody that long. Not even a girlfriend. I was dating, and I felt like I was dating Bernie when I got done. But Bernie had the solution for what was missing in me, and that missing in me was. All right, I'm this age now. What do I want to do the rest of my life now? Bernie has some suggestions. He goes, come to CEO Space, and I'm going to help you work them out. And I promise you this, in three days I'll solve everything that you could ever ask. It's funny because when I got here, 12 hours into it, I said, this Bernie Dorman guy's full of crap. This is nothing. Three days later, <laughs> I'm on a video going, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Bernie, I, I came here looking for a radio syndication. Got it. I came here looking for my new wine. I already had it. But what am I going to do from this day forward? Had it. Bernie introduced me to every person that can meet a need for me. And the, and the great thing is, uh, a girl named Shelly Hunt, who's a faculty member. Shelly's one of my best friends now. And we were, we were like brother and sister separated at birth. And now we do projects together. We're both behavior people. Uh, we love to study why someone does something. But it gave me a group of people that could understand my dilemma. Because people that come through the door, we're all looking for next step, next ability. How do I fund this? How do I do this? Who's going to be on my team? And within seven days of CEO space, you get the answers to all those questions. And Shelly Hunt, she's in Atlanta? She's in Orange County, California. Oh, is she? Okay, because there's an event in Atlanta this week, and I thought she was. She was. Okay. It's funny. I'm here. She's there. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm intrigued with why people do what they do. So... 
I have a principle called the power of one. Right. And the power of one being actually the people that are on the shirt. Your Steve Jobs, your Gandhis, your right. Mother Teresa's, your Rosa Parks. I mean, the people that cause the question of why does this have to be this way. So I relate to a power of one person, not to make myself special, but I relate to when there's a problem, why not solve it? So what is it about behavior that causes someone to say, I will step in and help versus I will not step in and help? I know fear is obviously one of them, but what is going on? Well, you got a lot of things. you got fear. Uh, that's the one that controls most humans. It's amazing. Animals don't have it, but we do. Uh, another one's programming. How were we programmed as children? You always got to remember, you got to go a couple decades back to figure out who programmed you. And in life, I'm programmed by great-grandma and grandpa, grandparents and my mom. So my, my perception, my belief system for the world is based on theirs. I really didn't have mine. Now, I've gone through the reprogramming part. But God also gives us a desire, a purpose, a plan. He allows us to pursue that. And once your life's been changed, you know, it, it, it's funny because all the gurus out there say, everything starts with gratitude. Can't get anything in life till you can be grateful for something. Because you can't complain and be grateful at the same time. Right. All true. Because from a brain science standpoint, that is true. And it's always back down to choice. I always tell people, why'd they do that? It's called free will. Mm-hmm. We God's not going to violate our free will. We can choose or choose not to. That is our, our desires. However, we also have to choose the consequences that come with that free will. And, you know, people will only change for two things, pleasure or pain. The pain's got to be great enough or the pleasure's got to be great enough. So the desire's got to be there. And, and it come back to CEO space. The cool thing about here is I had heard it was better than any church group I could attend, any concert I could go to. It was almost heaven for business people. Again, it was hokum because I'd never been here. Uh, three days into it, I, I'm not even a hugger. I'm hugging everybody in the thing, and, and the last day we leave. Everybody's in tears. I mean, it's, it's like band camp. <laughs> right. You met all the friends, you never see each other again. And the great thing about this is, because we have five forums, we get to come back and uh, collaborate on things with our friends. And we get to support each other. Yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's a, a different world outside of CEO space. You go into CEO space, you have the believers. You yeah. go out in the world. It's not that everyone's a non-believer, but you have a high propensity of people saying, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. And I was told that when you're listening to people that say, I don't think it's going to work, usually it's because they've never tried it. It's not because they have tried it. It's also not because they can even relate to what you're thinking and doing. So I found that in this space, it's not just a space that you can be vulnerable and you can share and have all this collaboration, but that there's true support. Like, uh, take for instance, we had dinner last night. Right. And we had the gift of Pat Simpson. He has a book called The Big 365, and it's a daily dose of happiness. And have we ever been more happy at a dinner in a long time, right? It's always funny to sit with fellow authors, right? Because we've all written books and we've all had bestsellers, and so we we would we have eight bestsellers collectively between the right. four of us, and it's nice to go through someone's work and appreciate it, right? And 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 be able to laugh, kid, analyze, and just sit and relax and allow a piece of work to do its job, do its job and release all the whatever it is we went through that day. And I'll tell you, a lot of times I get a book. I have to have that privacy to actually right. spend the time with the book. I'm telling you, Keith Leon, he opened the book, and we were we were grabbed. Yes, we were. We were, we were in the moment, <laughs> and I think Paz 
knows how powerful this work is right. because first quote January 1st we were hooked we were like right. I want to know what date I got to read the rest of it <laughs> exactly and all of us are smiling and laughing it and and kind of losing it away because he actually is committed to people being happy you can tell he is yes anybody else if he wrote it a different way I don't know if it would have grabbed us quite as well no, I mean, you're right. It's, it's the style of writing right. uh, and, and, and the way everything's worded and structured right. that really brought it to life to us for, for that moment in time. Yeah, and where else but CEO Space would we all have that collective energy, that collective talent, and the, the time and space? And I love the fact that it's called CEO Space because it is a space for right. CEOs. And sometimes people feel apprehensive because of the price tag to go to CEO Space or that they don't have a big enough company or they're not a big enough quote-unquote CEO. But really, this is a place where an inventor can all of a sudden have his dreams come true because they don't understand how to sell the idea get it funded, capitalized, and here you learn about simple things like that, which are very complex outside, but they bring it to a, an easy conversation. Every day I get up, and my, my wife and I agree, we thank God for Bernie Dorman. Right. I, I just, I, it can't be sold enough of what Bernie Dorman's done for people. And um, it's, it's, I tell you, it's not a day it doesn't go by that I don't sing CEO Space's glories, because I was the ultimate in skeptic. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, 12, 12 hours in it, I want my money back. Three days into it, I couldn't picture the rest of my life without it. And it was all because Bernie gave me a vision and then made good on that vision. And he also guaranteed it. Yes. I mean, obviously, if the first day you're throwing up your white flag, you're not giving it a chance. He, yeah. says, he says, if you do everything that we are laying out for you in five days and it doesn't work, you got a, you got a uh, no questions asked refund. And I don't think he has to play that card very often. I think almost everybody leaves here saying, just the contacts alone, forget yeah. about the education. Or someone says, just that one class I had, or just that one consultant I made. And sometimes people like me, it's just meeting that one person like right. you that you say, Can you get a new radio show? I have, you know, one guest galore. Two, I have some tricks of the trade. Three, this is the wisdom that will give you a glorified show. Right. And, and that kind of stuff, how can you, like, say, hmm, I need a lot more proof to know right. that my money's worth it, right? So I'd like to close out the program with kind of some of my favorites. Um, first of all, what are some books you have read that have changed your life? Well, naturally, the gold standard for us here at CEO Spaces is Think and Grow Rich. Um, I, I, that book is timeless, there's no way to even get around that, and and, and any any and I, because of that one, and then there's so many others here that are just life changing. Right. Uh, I could sit and name all my books, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, but that that one book, if I can narrow it down to one book, that was a life changer for me. And of all things, I get to meet Bernie, who was connected to Napoleon. Right. Uh, because Napoleon's works, you know, outwitting the devil. There's okay, they're back to back. They explain one another. But those are two of the more powerful books I've ever read. And uh, you have a quote you'd like to leave our audience with? <laughs> Put you on the spot. I can't. Always be nice to the person interviewing you. <laughs> they can make you look really good or really bad, so be nice to them. And you still owe me the $10. <laughs> I tell you, but, but always be nice. Well, thank you very much, Scott, for being on the program. Oh, yeah. You've uh, made the Amplified uh, that much more Amplified. And we're, so, we're so happy. We're happy to, happy to have you. All right? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> that was Ken Roshan and our radio superstar, Scott Farrell. Uh, stay tuned for Bill Sterling, direct from Las Vegas at the CEO Space, uh, our previously recorded interview with Ken Roshan. Enjoy. 
Hello, this is Ken Rashawn with Amplified, and we are live in Las Vegas at CEO Space Forum 1015. I can't believe it, but every faculty member I've asked to be on the show has said, yes, put me on, and here I am with Bill Sterley, and he's one of my favorites. He's one of the people I met at the very first forum I attended back in March of last year, sat at his table, and I have to say his content was not only invigorating, but I kept coming back for more, and I kept seeing, can he change it up again? Can he change it up again? And he did. So, Bill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me on, and we're going to have a lot of fun, I can tell already. Oh, I'm going to try and change it up so we don't have any fun. <laughs> what you heard from the other faculty members is fun. That's not going to happen for you. Oh, well, okay. Then we're doing serious and straight. Exactly. All right, all right. I can, I can get down with that. I'm good. So with seriousness, yes. I would not know you if it wasn't for CEO Space. That's correct. I and mean, yeah, that's a fun thing. I've been on faculty here for four years. It's been wonderful. And yes. almost all my top thought-thinking leaders are CO Space people I met at CO Space. Nice. And so when I got this show, I wouldn't have the trepidation a normal person would have getting this show because I said, I have tons of people <laughs> that can carry a show. That's correct. I, right? I only have to ask a question. I just have to be a decent interviewer. I, I have to be maybe a little funny, maybe I have a little personality, but I can get a personality later. I don't need that now. Uh, well, that, that part is true, and I, I hope you find it one day. I, it's excellent. <laughs> but it's really great. I mean, the level of content here at CEO Space with the, the various different mentors, the, the business experts, the you know, celebrity, uh, you know, business uh, uh, tycoon-type folks here, it's just been wonderful. Yeah. I think when people uh, <clears throat> take the time to acknowledge who has inspired them, who is a mentor. This is something I normally save at the end, but since you kind of segued right into that information, who are some of the favorites that uh, have really made a difference in your life here at CEO Space or that you met through CEO Space? Well, at CEO Space, the, the main thing I come back for, because this is a pretty intensive, uh, really marathon-style organization where if you want to come here to accelerate your business and make things work and get things moving, I mean, CEO Space is the place to come from because the culture is built around cooperation and collaboration, and that we, we don't take that lightly. And what that means is, is that you can actually come here and ask the question, and everybody asks the question, what do you need next? What do you need next? And as a faculty member and as a mentor here, I get that same privilege with the other faculty members. So uh, Harry Lay or uh, whether or not it's Chris Collins or there's so many different faculty members here that have contributed greatly to uh, you know my own business wisdom, knowledge, and experience. I, I, it's just a delight to come back. Cool. Now, I will say this as a, a very big compliment to you, that every other faculty member that I've had on this program, I have had in the back of my mind, hey, I better not ask that question, because if I ask that question, I want them back as a guest. I want to save like the gold yeah. of what they do, what their strategies are. But I have to say, having you on the show, I can't wait to talk about what you do, Yes. and I can't wait to have you back again, because quite frankly, even if you said the same stuff, you seem to say it in different ways so that the different personalities capture that information a different way. And you can't hear your information enough and not know how valuable it is. So the more you hear it, the more you can apply it. And I went to your table probably three times in the first week. That's correct. And although I don't visit as often as I'd like because I'm shooting and running back, I always love being at your table. Yeah. And that table is the time that you're spending an hour and a half, three times a day, yeah. just downloading and giving people all this 
great wisdom. Tell me what an example of some of the stuff you do at the table. Well, the thing that's joyous about being at a meal table is that we have 15 opportunities to contribute to five other people on relatively a small group setting. And what that does for the members that come here to CEO space is, I mean, can you imagine what it costs to sit with 15 different mentors throughout a week for 90 minutes? I mean, how much value that is? That's just wacky. So the thing I enjoy most is um, uh, really being able to, A, deliver a great amount of facts and information that's validated about how to grow a business. Number two, uh, create a set of steps uh, in order to implement operational things that are needed inside a business. Or, uh, number three, uh, be able to create a strong sense of how do you get new customers or how do you deal with staffing problems or growth. And then number four, how do you deal with uh, marketing issues, exposure issues, or if you have a product, new product or service, how do you get to that to the marketplace? All right, so let's dig a little deeper. What you've told me is what could happen at your table. So now tell me what actually happens. Like how do you, let's pretend like our audience is sitting at your table. Yes. And what's a sample of how you're actually able to describe or download this great wisdom so it's applicable. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a little scary. I am pretty much an expert in why people think the way they do and why people behave the way they do. And it gets a little wacky because language is a really big driver about why we think and act the way we do. So what I'm, I do is really basically roll up my sleeves and teach people what are the four thinking processes that d design, that you use to design a well-oiled executive machine or a well-oiled uh, business operations piece. So I've got to do something with my CFO or my financial mindset. Now whether I'm doing that myself as a solopreneur or I'm actually empowering somebody in that position to do that for me, I still have to manage the uh, logical analytical uh, finance part of the equation. Then I help people do systems. So if somebody wants to build a franchise or do something like that, I help the table or download at the table. Here are the set of steps that you need to do to put your product or service into a box so that you can sell and resell it without you being there. Because that's the essential part of a business is that other people do it, you provide leadership and supervision. So that's the second part of the equation. So I'm downloading pieces of information like that. The, the main thing that a lot of people at CEO space come from Morris is for customers. They're saying, gosh, can I just get a few more customers and how can I get a few more customers here? Well, if you're not positioning your customer, uh, customer narrative in front of them, in a way that, that your ideal customer is coming in, then you're getting junky customers or you're spending a lot of money in marketing and it's not getting out to the world. So what I do is I take people through exercises to really deal with the sales issue and deal with human resources issues in order for them to get better. Now the next part of the activity that I do at a, at a table is really take an honest assessment of what is a good piece of marketing material. What does a compelling why look like? How do you design your own compelling why in order to create the most important emotion inside the listener? 
You've got to get that emotion to show up. So there's got to be a wow, and then there's got to be the feeling of curiosity that shows up next. Okay, so I see everyone that leaves your table has the color codes. Yes. And uh, I noticed that when you explained all this, you didn't reference colors. Is Are the colors important? You wouldn't yeah. use them if they weren't. Well, see, uh, one of the things that happens with uh, using uh, different color cards that I use is different people are listening to this and thinking, well, what typology system is that in? And some different typologies have different colors to them. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm generally kind of staying above the color metaphor. Right. And the, the product I use is a Fortune 50 product. So, you know, and there's other products that are out there in the marketplace. But some people are listening to me and go like, oh, okay, yeah, that kind of sounds like this model. Yeah, I know something about this model. So, um, and so it's still going to apply or get some gravity to it to, to your listener. Now, thinking is one part of the human experience. How do we think? Do we think in this logical, analytical way? Do we think in this organized and sequential way? Do we think in this interpersonal, you know, customer interaction way? Or do we think in a holistic, intuitive, synthesizing way, the way a marketer does or an inventor does or a research and development does? Do we think in that way? So those are, and we can be a blend of those. Either we do two of them or we do three of them. Uh, you know, very, uh, only 3% of the population does all four. So the objective is actually not to uh, be balanced. The objective is actually to stand in your superpower or stand in your leadership power. Even the movie The Avengers, where we have all these superheroes, they all fit the different types of the different business leaders or you know uh, different you know different individuals called the human experience so we got one person that's got this creative and this logical thing going this other person's really good at talking and then twists it around at the end I mean all those different characters do a blend of these things and why does this work well, the main reason why the thinking processes work is it becomes an organizational or a, a, um, a thinking construct so that you actually can say to your staff, listen, we're going into a tactical meeting. This is not a creative meeting. This is a sequence meeting where we're going to implement stuff with a set of milestones. We're going to go off a Gantt chart. We're going to hit the timetables. We're going to fill in the details. You creative people, you're, you're not in this meeting because that's not helpful right now. The helpful part that you're going to be doing is coming up with a new product or service that we're going to bring into this system. That's what we're going to do next. So, um, and uh, what it, why it's so helpful and why it's so practical is that we have the ability to have a common construct, a common way of thinking about it. So what happens is it's not personal, it's preference. It's not an argument that is my way or your way. It's that I'm just bringing you some numbers from the logical place, and I'm just bringing you some information about staffing and FTEs, full-time employees, and I'm bringing you those numbers, and we're just going to see if we can make that work. Instead of saying, you want to downsize my employees, or you, know, you just want to have more people, it's like, it's not even the, an argument anymore, because it's... It's not something that's personal. It's really something that's a thinking preference. So does this land at all if I was to say, 
you help bring to light corporate communication psychological blind spots? Yes, corporate communication blind spots. I, I would pull the word psychological out and I would insert brain preferences. Okay. Okay, so it's, this is a person's wiring. If a person's wiring in this way, why not have the person with the best superpower in the best position? So the psychological part is a little bit wiggly because then all of a sudden we get into behaviors. And now behaviors are a little different and I talk a lot about that because behaviors have to do with how do we manage emotions. And that's the other thing that I also do here at CEO Space is bring my skill and ability of 15 years in high conflict mediation. I can go into a room full of 250 screaming people and I will have them quiet and functioning somewhere between 17 and 23 minutes. No matter the level of violence, no matter the level of trauma, they will start moving forward and in a productive way towards peace. So you actually shared one of your really like wild stories about that, and I'm going to say we're going to save that for another segment cool. because that is a segment. Uh, yes, it, it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to shorten or cheat. Okay, okay. all right. So we're right. going to have you back for another program. That's great. As a, uh, just to make sure we get this covered and we don't run out of time, tell people how they can reach you, the name of your company. Great. Well, the name of my company is Corporate Culture Development, and uh, the website is corporateculturedevelopment.com. And uh, my phone number is 310-433-8380. And if you're sitting with um, a struggle about how to create greater team communication, greater effectiveness, you're anywhere between an entrepreneur to a large company, because I've worked with many, many large companies, is that uh, the skills that I teach work everywhere. Uh, they create get a greater effectiveness everywhere I go. And uh, there isn't a conflict that I haven't been able to bring to resolve. So, Cool. Uh, when I think of what you're doing, does Myers-Briggs uh, have any association at all? Uh, no, that's, uh, that's a different typology right. uh, and different things. I, I particularly like the model that I use because it has a stronger business vocabulary. Right. And uh, that allows, uh, and you can read more about that on my website. And uh, what it winds up doing is doing a wonderful job regarding team analysis and team assessment to see where the holes are in the company and to see where those blind spots that you mentioned are and uh, some organizations go like how did you get us so quickly and the answer is you're the ones that gave me the answers that went into the survey and because you did that here's how you work in your natural state and notice how the survey caught how you work under stress and how you move away from each other and all of a sudden it's like no wonder I start going in this direction and this other person starts communicating in this completely other direction. I thought that they were just like not being professional. They were just stepping into their superpower. Right. They were just going to where they go best. And I was just going to where I go best and it just happened to be at the, end of the other end of the circle. <laughs> I find it fascinating uh, human behavior and, mm -hmm. uh, and 
um, re uh, referencing past behaviors and incorporating them in because you see something that reminds you of something from the past and you act that way again. And it's just programming. And uh, the habit brain, if everybody out there that's listening, if you tap the front part of the brain, this part of the front part of the brain has 400,000 neuro connections to it. 400,000. So the logical part or the languaging part in the upper left and then my future-oriented brain in the upper right or the uh, where I'm looking to design uh, pictures or future thinking. So that's the front part, 400,000 neural connections. The back part of the brain, 4.3 million connections. And if I recall, you actually counted them one year. Yes, I did. I went through uh, per micron, you know, I got a micro, under a microscope is what I did. So the average is about 4.3 million connections. Thank you very much. Now this is where habit is in the lower left or long-term memory. And then uh, in the lower right is going to be where our emotional centers are. So I got my amygdala that turns on, that does the emotional centers. I've got my long-term memory, my habit stuff in the lower left. And therefore, the following sentence is true because the ratio is 1 to 10. So I got 10 times the amount towards emotion and habit always wins over logic and future thinking. So the, what I'm doing right now, again, smiling, I'm pointing to different parts of my brain. The lower right, I'm putting my finger there. The emotions and habits always wins over logic and future thinking unless our language is integrated. Now that last part is the hope to change. If I, if I start doing that, I'm able to be able to... Uh, create a great sense of peace and a great sense of understanding inside this noggin of mine. Well, based on what you just shared with me, it just seems like we could go on and on and talk. And unfortunately, this segment, the CEO Space Live segment, is nice. kind of coming to a close. So I, I love to leave the last minute. One is I know you want to talk about the Facebook, how people can reach you on the Facebook. And secondly, <laughs> and secondly, uh, I would love it if you share, uh, you know, a gold nugget, a quote, a book. But you know, just take a minute just to. Give a couple nuggets to our audience. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I would I would recommend uh, for the readers uh, the book uh, called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. It's required reading for the executive staff of Microsoft. The CEO on, in two articles recently said, my staff, it is a must-read for them as we move into create great, greater cooperation and collaboration, and it's the primary tool, one of the primary tools I teach. So that's one. Uh, speaking, spe uh, speaking peace in a world of conflict is another one and that would be very helpful. And let's give a quote. And a quote, yes, quote is, mind reading is overrated. Beautiful. Yeah, Bill, check in. I, I'm going to tell you what. Awesome having you on the show, and you will be back as many times as you want to be back. It'll probably be through Skype or I'll love fly it. out to California for you. Sure. And uh, we're going to be here in December together, right? Yes, we will. And so anyone that wants to come out and meet Bill, uh, you meeting Bill is going to be worth your ticket to see us face by itself. Yeah. Thank you very much, Bill. You're welcome. Signing off. Wow, that was something else. Okay. Um, Canberra, Sean, and Bill started again. You guys need to be back on this show. This is amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Ken and I are very excited for next week's show. Same time, same channel. Adios. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.